At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow us on Twitter at VSIN Live. Hit me up at Scott's On Air. What an insane weekend it was as the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament are complete and we have our Sweet 16. Joining me in studio, doing a little overtime duty, is Greg Hoops Peterson. Greg, after these first four days of the NCAA tournament, what's the biggest thing that is taking you into this Sweet 16? I'm first of all, I'm channeling my inner TCU versus Arizona doing overtime here. But <laughs> <laughs> with that said, the biggest takeaway is defense continues to win in the NCAA tournament. We've seen an outlier here with North Carolina being able to get to the Sweet 16, but the commonality with all these teams, even St. Peter's, they all play solid defense. I mean, with St. Peter's, they're a top 20 team with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis. Casey Undefu, their big man, he led all of college basketball with regards to block shots per game. So I do take a look at it, and defense continues to win championships here in the NCAA tournament. And I think that that's something that you want to be taking a look at from a betting perspective. A team like a Duke, who hasn't been playing as good a defense, going up against a Texas Tech team that has been absolutely all-worldly with regards to your defense, I think that you've got a little bit of a mismatch there. I mentioned it with North Carolina being your outlier. Them going up against UCLA, you want to be checking in on Jaime Huck as his status, but I think that that's something big to take a look at as well. So, once again, just like Ray Lewis once said, defense wins championships. Yeah, and so far we've seen, uh, we have all chalk in the West region, as in the Sweet 16, you have the 1-4-2-3 matchups. In the South region, you got 1-5, so not exactly chalky. And you got 2-11 as Michigan advances to the Sweet 16. Michigan, though, Greg, yes, an 11 seed based off the season that they had. Not really an 11 seed when you consider the talent they have. Absolutely. And what I think was absolutely huge is that Devontae Jones, who wound up missing that first game against Colorado State, He's now back for the team. He's really a glue guy for them because if they don't wind up winning that game against against Ohio State, 
towards the end of the regular season. That puts them at 15 losses, and typically 15-loss teams don't make the NCAA tournament to mm. start with. So his clutch performance against Ohio State probably put them into the NCAA tournament. Now you need to hope that he's able to go in this next game because he wanted being very limited in that game against Tennessee. So you want to be checking in on his status as well. But if you're able to have him fully healthy, I think that it could turn the tide a little bit for Michigan. But with that said, I do think that Michigan really is going to be up against it against the Villanova team that they've got one thing that you can't put into a spreadsheet or anything like that. That's want from their fifth-year senior in Colin Gillespie. Had the tournament ripped away from him two years ago due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Last year, he wound up having that torn ACL. This is a man on a mission. And I mean, you want to always be taking the human element into things a little bit. We saw that with the Hungry Huskies back in 2014. They were ineligible for the NCAA tournament the year before. Got into the tournament the next year. Just wound up being able to light things on fire. And they wound up being able to win the NCAA tournament. So I do take a look at that narrative. And I think that Villanova is going to be able to take it to Michigan. But once again, a team that is getting hot at the right time. And sometimes those can be the most dangerous teams. And we've seen a couple 14 seeds make the final four recently. Absolutely. In the Midwest region, chalk at the top with the 1-4 matchup, Kansas and Providence. And then total chaos at the bottom (laughs) with an 11-10 matchup, Iowa State and Miami. Who had these two matching up in the Sweet 16? Well, I thought that Wisconsin was going to be going down. Too bad I had LSU. So (laughs) there's that aspect of it. But I do take a look at this and to Iowa State's credit, they're going to be playing up against a Miami team that they do something similar that Wisconsin does. Miami is a team that they really don't turn it over. Wisconsin, number one in the country with regards to fewest fewest turnovers on an offensive play basis. Miami, they're in the top 10 with that regard, but what Miami does that Wisconsin doesn't, they do a good job of being able to rip it away themselves. Mm. They're a team that they get eight and a half steals per game. You've seen it on display throughout the NCAA tournament. That game against USC, they wound up winning the turnover battle by a count of 18 to three. Mm. So if Miami's able to keep it clean in this one, and I think that they're going to be able to, I think that they should be able to get the job done. And Miami, unlike Wisconsin, they don't rely upon one guy and I certainly don't think that we're going to see another shooting performance like we saw with Wisconsin prior to Jordan Davis canning that three when the game was already in hand with about 10 seconds remaining one of 21 from three point range. I mean, the two of us and the three gentlemen behind the glass could have shot better from three point (laughs) range than Wisconsin did. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely brutal. Greg, let's go over to the East where two teams that were predicted to get to the sweet 16 are there in UCLA and Purdue. North Carolina upsets Baylor, which I think was a popular selection in brackets as if you just look at the odds, Baylor was the favorite to be the first number one seed ousted from this tournament. So a lot of people did expect them to bow out. The injuries just adding up for them. They're not as strong as they once were earlier this season. But the Darlings, the Cinderella, the team that everyone's talking about is the St. Peter's Peacocks from Jersey City, New Jersey. They're going to be heavily... They're 13-point dogs right now, Greg, and it's probably going to get higher. What can they do to keep it close with Purdue and give themselves a chance at another upset? They play defense, and that's something that Purdue does not really do a great job of. Purdue outside the top 160 with the guards points allowed on a per-possession basis. Now, they don't have anyone that's going to be able to match up with Zach Eady, just a giant of the earth at right around 7'4", but 
I mentioned it before. Casey Udefu is a guy that led all of college basketball with regards to block shots per game last season. The only reason why he wasn't towards the top this year is because he actually entered into the transfer portal up until August. They didn't know if he was going to be coming back to St. Peter. So he got a little bit of a late start with regards to trying to get things acclimated with regards to his offseason routine. I think that that's why you want to see St. Peter's have some less than savory results out of conference. And as the season has went along, things have gotten more and more crisp with the St. Peter's team, a team that shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. Purdue outside the top 100 with regards to opponents' three-point shooting percentage. And St. Peter's, they're a top 20 team at being able to take away the three-point arc. We've seen it with Purdue. They've been faltering a little bit more from three-point range over the last 30 days, shooting sub-35% from three-point range. I think the big key for the St. Peter's team, it's going to be much easier said than done. Be able to keep Purdue from not getting the ball inside Force them to take contested jumpers from the outside. That's how St. Peter's is going to be able to hang in this game. I think that they can do an okay job of it. I said St. Peter's as a nine-point underdog. Previous 15 seeds that wanted being able to get here, they wanted being able to cover in the Sweet 16. Interesting stuff there. And here's my prediction, Greg, that's going to unfold once St. Peter's gets eliminated from this tournament. Kevin Willard gets the Maryland drop job, which yep. opens up the head coaching job at Seton Hall, which will go to Shaheen Holloway, the former Seton Hall stud, who is the head coach at St. Peter's now. And Shaheen Holloway has done an absolutely amazing job. He's the because, biggest star of this tournament. Oh, he absolutely <laughs> is. And, I mean, it's not even just this year as well. I, this is a St. Peter's team that a few years ago, they were really, we're going to call what it is, not necessarily a great NCAA tournament school. I think that they wanted making the field in, like, 2010, 2011, and then they were very dormant. Metro Atlantic basketball in general, by the way, has gotten much better because not only they, but Iona, they were a team that was very trendy under Slick Rick Patino. You also wound up having a nice run from Monmouth. They won 11-0 against the spread to begin the year, pulling off a nice upset against Cincinnati. So if you're a fan of mid-major basketball, you've got to love what you've been able to see out of the Metro Atlantic and Shaheem Holloway. He's going to get himself a nice job, and he's going to get himself paid. Yeah, and I think that's Seton Hall coaching his alma mater, especially if the Kevin Willard to Maryland rumors are true. So, Greg, right now, based on the bracket, what, how everything's going to play out with the Sweet 16 matchups and potential Elite 8 matchups, who has the best chance to get to the national championship? I still think Kansas. You take a look at Kansas, and it's still a very clear path for them. If they do wind up being able to survive in advance against Providence, and I truly do think so, they are going to be able to get the winner of that Miami versus Iowa State game. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be drawing a double-digit seed. And then from there, at the top of the bracket, who knows what we're going to be able to get out of Arizona right now because yeah. Arizona, they wanted trotting out their Kirk Carissa, which I, I'm going to call it what it is. It was just a terrible coaching decision. Kirk Carissa did not belong out there on the floor. I mean, you give credit to Kirk Carissa doing everything that he wants for his guys. And that's a guy that they should have protected him from himself in that case if he wanted up trying to insist on trying to go out there. That was just absolutely terrible. And then you've got a team in Villanova that I think that they honestly have the best chance of being able to get to the Final Four out of that bracket. I still like them being able to go to the Final Four. I think Kansas matches up very well with them. I think that they'd be able to win from within with David McCormick along with Jalen Wilson who wound up having 14 points, 14 rebounds in the last game. So team that I think has the best chance of being able to get to the national title game is Kansas. Yeah, I would I would think so, especially if you just look at the bracket. It's it's lining up for them. Unless St. Peter's pulls off another upset. In that case, the winner of UCLA, North Carolina, is going to go to the Final Four. Imagine getting gifted the 15th seed in the Elite Eight because I mean, everyone saw UCLA, all their titles, all these Final Fours, and then 
the peacocks. Yeah. We're going to let them fly. <laughs> All right. So uh, the most intriguing matchup here, Greg, that you're looking forward to. Is it a potential regional final with Gonzaga-Duke, a rematch of a game that we saw here in Vegas earlier in the year, or is it an all-Wildcat matchup, Arizona-Villanova? What's the most intriguing game that you're looking forward to, potentially? I would love to see UCLA versus St. Peter's for that exact reason because, I mean, who saw the UCLA Bruins playing against the Peacocks of St. Peter's? I mean, just from an entertainment standpoint, that would be absolutely amazing. But with that said... I would really like to see Villanova versus Arizona. If you're able to have Kirk Reese, be a little bit closer to 100%. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Because Arizona's the upstart team. They've got the first-year coach in Tommy Lloyd. They're mm-hmm. playing up-tempo. Villanova, they're in the bottom 20 with regards to possessions per game. They play very slowly, very methodically, and you've got the fifth-year senior in Colin Gillespie. So and I the would, coaching edge. Exactly. So I would love to see all the first-year guys, the run-it-and-gun-it team of Arizona versus slow, old, methodical Villanova, and I think that Villanova would be able to pull it off. Hey, I got Nova as my national champion, so we're still hoping that that ticket comes through. He is Greg Hoops Peterson, the very best. Make sure to download Coast to Coast Hoops on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you go to vcin.com, you find Greg's spreadsheet there every single uh, day getting ready for the tournament and, of course, on his Twitter page as well where he posts his lines for the sides and totals. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll check in with our very own Dave Tooley for a view from Vegas coming up next here on The Look Ahead. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven-baked si- oven sizzling bacon. Fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned potatoes, and simple, simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. I had Wendy's breakfast the other day. Delicious. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now is our senior reporter here at VSIN. He is Dave Tooley, who you follow on Twitter at ViewFromVegas. And Dave, what is the report after 
the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Now that the Sweet 16 is set, how have the favorites done? How have the underdogs done? Yeah, there's been uh, 15 outright upsets uh, in the 48 games that were played uh, Thursday through Sunday. Um, means, you know, favorites 33 and 15. That's about normal at 68.8%. Uh, however, the underdogs actually led 27 and 21 against the spread, uh, 56.3%. And that means that there was 12, 12 games in which the favorite won but did not cover. Uh, that's, uh, you know, 25% of the 48 games. Uh, and, and that's uh, a lot higher than normal. Um, you know, again, I've been doing these recasts for years, and and every season, you know, or, or especially postseason, like, like the NFL, March Madness, NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, a lot of times the the winner will cover the spread, whether it's the mm-hmm. favorite covering or the dog winning outright, and it, you, it's usually between eighty and eighty-five percent. And so there's always some people on Twitter that post that, oh, all you got to do is pick the winner. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they say, oh, there's, you know, points don't matter. You can lay whatever points you want because, you know, the team's probably, if they win, they're probably going to cover. And again, if you want to bet the underdog, you should probably bet the money line. So, but, uh, and, and, and that's usually the case, but uh, certainly not this, uh, these, these past four days. Yeah. Like I said, 12 games. Uh, falling within the numbers, so yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of thrilling endings, and uh, just uh, crazy results. I mean, obviously the big upsets, like I said, uh, 15 of them, but uh, and then over over under is uh, 25 and 23, so uh, just a, a slight edge there uh, with with the overs after they started 10 and six on uh, on Thursday, but then uh, it was pretty even from there. So how do you see things moving forward now, Dave? Because the the thought process traditionally, I guess you know the cliche is it's it's uh, upsets early, chalk late. So you know you go with the dogs in the first two rounds, but then the cream rises to the top as you get into the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. So historically, has that been the case? Have the favorites done the job in these next two rounds? Uh, for the most part, and yeah, even uh, even though you know we, we all play the brackets and uh, you know xing out all these <laughs> all these teams uh, throughout, uh, usually the uh, the top seeds, at least a couple of them, make it all the way. But you know, not not always. And and in a lot of these games too, obviously the, the lines are getting tighter, the odds makers getting more information looking at all these. So I think we will be seeing, you know, more of it where again, just pick the winner of the game. Cause uh, yeah, some of these, some of these spreads are low and that that's another thing I, I try to tell people when they, you know, want to say they, Oh yeah, just, just pick the winner. Don't worry about the spread. Well, again, there's a, there's an indirect correlation or maybe it's a direct correlation uh, between the, you know, the, the number of points that favorites are laying in, in how much they're going to cover. I mean, if, if every game was a pick them, the winner would cover a hundred percent, but then, then obviously as you, you know, you get higher, you know, double digits, you're going to have, you know, closer to 50, 50. And so, uh, yeah, you, 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 you can't just, like you said, um, you know, blanket, but, uh, you know, lay the points, uh, you know, they, they will come into play, especially the higher the spreads get. Is uh, Friday going to be the day that the Cinderella run comes to an end for St. Peter's? Or do you think this <laughs> team, as a 12-and-a-half-point dog, has a chance here against Purdue? Yeah, I'm, 
I'm surprised the line's that, that big. I mean, because I would think that St. Peter's would have gotten a whole lot more uh, respect after uh, knocking off uh, you know, Kentucky. And so, yeah, I, I'm probably going to be on plus the points there. I don't know if I'm going to bet the money line. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, yeah you know, 12, 12 and a half uh, is certainly enticing. Yeah, I think it absolutely is enticing, especially the way that they've been playing defense. And we know that Purdue just doesn't play uh, any of it. But then again, this could be a complete mismatch like we saw Purdue against Yale. Uh, Let's let's transition here, Dave, and let's get into the NBA because the Detroit Pistons, to me, are the most fascinating story right now. Uh, 13-0-1 against the spread if you got the push against the Clippers. But if you got the win with the better number against the Clippers, now it's 14 straight against the spread. Is this the longest streak that we've seen this season? And and is it the longest streak that you can remember reporting on this stuff? Um, I, I believe it's the longest one this season. Yeah, I, I was racking my brain trying to you know think of a longer one. Uh, and I know there there was one in the uh, in in the teens, the, the Cavaliers. Uh, back in like November, December, I think we're we're at least close to a double digit or um, or, or over covering spread. But yeah, uh-huh. it, it is it is very rare. I mean, because obviously the odds makers adjust along the way. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, listen, I'm I'm gonna keep playing this team, Dave. <laughs> I've been doing mm-hmm. it, I, and they just covered on Saturday night by a Cade uh, Cunningham three-pointer at the buzzer, a meaningless three-pointer for the game, but not meaningless for the spread as they wind up covering the line on that number. And I believe here coming up on Monday night, they're seven-point favorites against the Trailblazers, a team that has just been so awful this season, uh, losing games by 30 points on a regular basis. So I'm going to back the Pistons again and uh, go with the win here. Uh, How was the NBA report here on Sunday? Um, I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. So, I mean, fa- <laughs> yeah, it the, looks like, looks the, like the, the favorites. Overtime, the, over, the overtime game definitely uh, yeah. uh, threw a monkey wrench in here. But actually, I do have it. Uh, favorites were 6-3 and three straight up. Uh, but dogs, dogs went 5-4 and four against the spread because uh, you had both the, the Kings and the Thunder uh, covering his dogs in their losses. Okay, so 5-4. and four. And uh, how, how has the totals been? Um are are others leading the way? Overs leading the way right now. Um, overs have been doing very well all season, um, but unders went seven and two today. Oh wow! So it was uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe all the players were checking their brackets and yeah. <laughs> interested in the college game as well or something. I'd be but, interest- uh, <laughs> I'd be interested in tracking the Sunday performances in the NBA because I got a feeling that. There's, you know, Sunday's kind of like, a, you know, everyone plays like in the afternoon, right? And I just feel like Sundays you have more underdogs doing, you know, doing things. You have more unders. I'd be interested in tracking like by, you know, by day of the week, seeing if we can find out how teams do on Sundays, you know, the, the Sunday hmm. afternoon games. That's an interesting theory. Usually when I delve into stuff like that, uh, Usually seems to be a a short term <laughs> yeah. uh, trend, and then uh, yeah, usually uh, 
if 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 it gets too popular and everyone starts jumping in, obviously the odds makers adjust and uh, usually squash that as well. <laughs> All right, so you uh, you gave us the swagger play last week when you were on. Uh, is there anything that you're going to be on here coming up that fits in sort of like that mode for you? Um, personally, I'm not. But uh, for for those interested, and that and that's because I'm a dogger. Past better, uh, yeah. The the Wizards beat the Lakers on Saturday, snapping their six game losing streak. So yeah, on, on Monday they're playing the Rockets, and uh, but they're, they're they're five point favorites. So yeah, the swagger play would say to back the Wizards um, minus five. Again, like I said, you know personally I'll pass, but I'll uh, I'll be certainly be cheering for uh, for those that are backing it. Okay, I'm gonna be on it. The swagger play says take the Wizards, so. I'm going to play the swagger play. Maybe I'll do a little something with the Wizards and uh, the Detroit Pistons, who I'm adopting as my very own here, Dave. Uh, he, oh, there you he is Dave Tooley. You follow him on Twitter at View from Vegas. Uh, does an incredible job uh, documenting everything like that for us here at VSIN. A tremendous follow when it comes to all the information you need when it comes to the betting world. Dave, appreciate the time as always, and good luck in the games. And let's go for that swagger play here on Monday. All right. Good luck, guys. There he is. Dave Tooley, our very own here at VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So, yeah, that the Wizards fall right into that swagger play for uh, for Dave. He's not playing it because he's more of an underdog player, but I'm going to jump on it. You know, snapping that losing streak, you beat the Lakers. Now you're playing a bad team and you're laying the points. Hey, you feel good about yourself. Give yourself two wins in a row. I'm going to go for that one there. And yes, the Pistons, I'm going to go for them to make it 15 straight ATS. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's take a look at the matchups for the Sweet 16 and the spreads that are out. It all begins on Thursday, which by the way, I don't necessarily like how the schedule is played out because you got some teams that played on Sunday that will be playing on Thursday, and you have teams that played on Saturday that have to wait until Friday. So it's just kind of awkward, but it is what it is. Here's the matchups for Thursday. Arkansas-Gonzaga will tip things off 7.09 Eastern time. By the way, who makes up these times? It's every year. It's these random times, like 7.09 Eastern time. Can't start it at 7. Can't start it at 7.15. I know it has to do with, like, what time 
they grant for the pregame and stuff like that. And so, okay, clock starts at 7. You got nine minutes for the pregame and then all whatever. I, I know it's all that stuff. But anyway, 7.09 is where you're going to get Arkansas and Gonzaga. Gonzaga is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. And in the second game at 7.29 p.m., Michigan and Villanova. Oh, by the way, Gonzaga, Arkansas is in San Francisco. Michigan, Villanova in San Antonio. Villanova is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. At 9.39 Eastern time, Duke and Texas Tech from San Francisco. And Texas Tech is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Duke Blue Devils. I got to imagine that just based off of name recognition alone, people will see Duke as an underdog and the public will bet Duke. Maybe Texas Tech is the right side of this game. They're favored for a reason. Although I don't know if it's going to stay that way by the time we get to Thursday. And then the final game, Uh, scheduled tip-off at uh, 9.59 Eastern time from San Antonio, but these can get pushed back with how the earlier games do. It's Houston and Arizona. Arizona coming off the overtime victory over TCU. They are two-point favorites over Houston. And then, so the winner of Houston-Arizona will play the winner of uh, Michigan-Villanova. The winner of Arkansas-Gonzaga plays the winner of Texas Tech-Duke. That's coming up on Saturday. On Friday, the action starts in Philadelphia, which is just a short two-hour ride, I guess. Well, is it longer than that? Yeah, no, it's probably two hours from Jersey City. St. Peter's and Purdue. I would imagine that a lot of St. Peter's fans will get to the Wells Fargo Center in Philly to watch uh, their Peacocks take on Purdue. Purdue is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite in that game against the 15th-seeded St. Peter's Peacocks. And at 7.29 from Chicago, it'll be Kansas and Providence. The Jayhawks, currently a 7-and-a-half-point favorite. At seven, at uh, 9.39, the second game in Philadelphia will be North Carolina against UCLA. And UCLA is a two-point favorite over the Tar Heels. And the nightcap, second game of the day, the 11-10 matchup in Chicago, Miami and Iowa State. And Miami is a point-and-a-half favorite over Iowa State. There's a lot of great storylines when it comes to these Sweet 16 matchups. And some of it is, sure, the Cinderella story in St. Peter's, which has an enrollment of 2,600 students, right? So that's how, you know, compared to, they have, yep, 2,000, 355, that's their enrollment. There's more, there's probably more students in the Purdue athletic program than there are in the entire enrollment at St. Peter's. 
we already know about like their athletic budget is like $1.8 million compared to the, uh, you know, the amount of, you know, like, like when they beat Kentucky. And that was the story that John Kyle Perry makes like $9 million a year. And the total budget at St. Peter's is like 1.8 million. It's just amazing. The third coach is, is, is a uh, volunteer. So it's just wild. Uh, that would be an incredible story. I do think, though, that Iowa State has to be talked about a little bit more. This is a team that last year went 2-22. and 22. Two wins. No wins after December 20th of 2020. They had 18 straight losses to end their season last year. It was the worst program, worst season in program history since 1925. Nine months later, this team is in the Sweet 16. I mean, that's just, that's got to be the greatest turnaround in in college basketball history, maybe. That you take a team that was 2-22 and and lost 18 straight games to then the following season bring them to the Sweet 16? And who who knows where where this ends? You know, they beat Miami. They're in the Elite Eight. It's, it's gonna be wild to see how this uh roller coaster ends, but that is an incredible, an incredible turnaround and is one of the biggest stories that might not be talked about a lot when it comes to these teams in the Sweet 16. So you look at the the story, their storylines galore with every single team. Gonzaga. Built a program from nothing, Mark Few did. Has stayed with that program. Has turned them into a perennial powerhouse national championship contender. However... It's been always a bridesmaid, never a bride, right? You get there, you don't win. Arkansas. They're trying to win their first title since what? The uh, uh, Nolan Richardson and Corliss Williamson. What was that, 94? Where they beat uh, Duke, I believe, in the championship? Been a while. Then you look at Duke, I mean, Duke is a team, it's Coach K's farewell tour, and what a a story it would be for him to go out a champion. Texas Tech, you lose your head coach, you have to replace a boatload of players, and you got the potential to bring this team back to the Final Four with a total revamp? That's it. That's crazy. North Carolina. What a disappointing season it's been. But you can make the argument, no one playing better at the end of the year than them. UCLA gets to the Final Four from the first four to the Final Four last year, losing in that incredible overtime game to Gonzaga. Now on a mission, they bring back all their players this year with a mission to get back. 
St. Peter's, we, I mean, come on. Miami, Jim Laranega, what a great job trying to get to the Final Four since he brought George Mason there years ago. Providence, the luckiest team in college basketball trying to make a run. Kansas, trying to dismiss what happened at the end of the season and make a run for them. Villanova, Gillespie coming back from the injury. The tournament team that the tournament that didn't happen due to COVID when they were a, a, a top projected team. Michigan, who wasn't even going to make this tournament, then won a couple of games down the stretch. Arizona, you know, under their first year coach and everything, everybody trying to make things work. And, and Houston, I mean, you want to talk about them trying to get back. Storylines galore here in the NCAA tournament. It's, uh, it's been incredible. Coming up next, we're going to welcome in Dan Leach, the host of the Detroit CityCast first. Oh, well, oh, yeah, Dan Leach will join us next hour. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Dwayne Colucci, race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart Casino. He'll tell us how the weekend went for the books and what he is expecting for the Sweet 16. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They'll have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, the race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart Casino. He is Dwayne Colucci. And Dwayne, first four days of the NCAA tournament in the books. I imagine it's been pretty good for you guys on the other side of the book as the underdogs have done well against the spread. Yeah, not only that, I mean, uh, you know, Scott, you know how it is. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Is, uh, I think the first day they were actually six straight up winners where uh, a lower seed beat a higher seed. So, uh, you know, this is a great tournament. I, I knew going in that there was no clear-cut 
a consensus choice. You know, you had a lot of people picking Gonzaga and Arizona. Don't get me wrong, but still, you you had a feel that there were going to be several upsets. A lot of these conferences were wide open during conference play, during conference tournaments. So, uh, you know, the handle has been exceptional. I, I can't speak about it enough. Thanks to all my patrons, and uh, yeah, you know, we're we're a little ahead so far after the first week. Well, you have. Uh... You know, people, uh, teams that were popular in the futures market already out, like Kentucky and Auburn, and almost another one here with Arizona, a crazy uh, overtime game. I imagine the book was going crazy with that final buzzer dunk that didn't count. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that was such a great game to go to overtime and uh, the excitement. Arizona put up a, a double digits in the overtime that eventually got them home. But they did get outscored in the second half, which was very surprising. Uh, you know, like I said, I think it was a great game. O'Bannon Jr. had a great game. Unbelievable. 23 points, five rebounds and uh, really pushed Arizona to the brink. I mean, you're talking about Scott, a 33 and three team, and they were almost eliminated on the opening week. So, yeah, there's a lot of different upsets and different parody games. Auburn got thrashed today. I mean, uh, Miami has played so many fabulous games this year, the Duke victory and so forth. Uh, you know, so this is a very tough tournament to get a feel on. Like we said earlier, Gonzaga still around though. And a couple of the big dogs, Arizona is still around. I mean, they didn't lose despite getting pushed to the brink. And it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these games play out now coming up Thursday, especially Arizona and Houston that's sitting. Arizona only a two-point favorite, so that's going to be a great game. And remember, that is in San Antonio, Scott, so yeah. even more parity, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you got Villanova still hanging around. Definitely going to be exciting. Even Michigan is there, believe it or not. So uh, I can't speak enough about this tournament, just so much excitement. Do you, are the lines now getting, uh, in terms of making the spreads here for these games, Obviously, it, you're going off team reputation, but you do have to consider how these teams have looked through the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. So are these lines getting tighter now because of the way that these teams have played in the first two rounds? Yeah, I would definitely say that's a factor. You can't go back to the regular season at this point. You have to look at health of the current players, who's hot, who's streaky, uh, and so forth. So, yeah, Scott, you definitely have to take recent form into the equation, not just the conference tournaments and the regular season, but more now the recency and how good Houston has looked down the stretch. You know, another Sweet 16 appearance. That's why you're only seeing Arizona a two-point mm -hmm. favorite, mm -hmm. as well as the region that it's in. You know, also Villanova over a five-point uh, favorite, definitely playing very well, but also they had a big lead evaporate. So you have to take these things into consideration when rounding out all these lines, and it's definitely a good time to be a bookmaker. It's fun and exciting, and definitely that's the whole part about it, and putting up a good product that the public will buy into and a competitive product. So definitely, yes, we're taking all things into account, and recency is definitely prominent. Are you expecting more tickets on the St. Peter's Peacocks in this round coming up here against Purdue? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, double-digit underdog again, and they definitely have a chance. That's what makes it so great, this tournament. You know, you have a team like that now in the Sweet 16, and it just shows that anything is possible. So you have to take that into consideration. I mean, you're looking at double digits. I know a lot of people love to ride an underdog, and we're going to see a lot of handle on that game, just like we're going to see a lot of handle on UCLA. That's a huge, huge matchup. They're only a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And like we spoke about, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Very popular at the betting window right now, the Pac-12 teams. And Gonzaga naturally will create handle as well because people also love to ride a favorite as other people like to ride an underdog, Scott. So it's going to be spread all around, and that's what we love as bookmakers. So many different opinions, no concise, uh, you know, oh, I love this team. People coming from all areas of the country. Uh, this weekend was fabulous. I had people commuting from all over. And uh, like I said, it's it makes for great handle and excite which matchup Dwayne are you personally looking forward to the most uh potential matchup I should say is it Gonzaga Duke a rematch of what we saw uh here in Vegas earlier in the season when Duke got the victory over then number one uh Gonzaga is it a potential UCLA Gonzaga matchup in the final four a rematch of the final four game that we saw last year go into overtime where Gonzaga won uh, maybe a, an all-wildcat matchup, Arizona against Villanova potentially in the Elite Eight. What matchup uh, potentially intrigues you the most? Well, definitely in that West Regional, Scott, like you said, Gonzaga and Duke, just because of Coach K's last year, and now everybody is focusing after beating Tom Izzo, and definitely you have the number one team involved in that matchup. So that would be the first matchup that definitely comes to mind. Uh, Also, an all-Wildcat matchup would be fabulous. UCLA always creates handle. We're in such close proximity to Los Angeles in that area, so you know the backing when the Bruins start to get rolling is definitely immense and Villanova is synonymous with final fours and elite eights. I mean, right. Just he seems to always be there. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So yeah, there's so many different shots different matchups and challenges as bookmakers, but those will be uh, definitely two matchups that create massive handle, especially like I said, with Coach K's last year, you have a lot of focus on Duke now and a lot of people paying attention. So there's so many different possibilities, but when you have a one facing off against Coach K mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a possible Wildcat, uh, you know, final, those are definitely handle generators. Dwayne, let's, let's talk NBA here for a second. The, the Pistons, thanks to a three-pointer at the bar- on Saturday night, cover for the 13th straight game, uh, 14th straight game, excuse me, 13-0-1, though, if you got the push against the Clippers, if you got the better number against the Clippers, then it's 14 straight against the spread here. I think the longest streak might be 15. Here they are on Monday, and they're favorites by seven over the Blazers, who have been awful this season. Look, I'm riding this hot streak, but... How crazy has this been seeing a team like the Pistons covering this many in a row? Yeah, you know, shocking. A bad team that continues to win and cover and cover, and nobody thought the Pistons would ever uh, even cover double-digit games in a row, Scott. So now you have the public just riding and backing a team like that, and it does, you know, hurt us from a a gambling perspective because people are just blindly betting on them. And they definitely have a chance to go to that 14-0-1 or 15-0 because Portland has just been horrible on the road, Uh, you know, somewhat – a revamped roster. You have no Lillard. We know McCall 
column's gone. So they're not the Portland of the past that people think of. And definitely Detroit has a chance. I'm looking at uh, seven at some shops around mm-hmm. town. And who would have thought that, you know, Detroit would be seven and getting up even to double digits possibly against some of these opponents as they continue on this win streak. So definitely a shock from my perspective. But anything's possible in the NBA. You know how the NBA is. I mean, the Lakers have been just horrible. You have other teams that are starting to gel. And uh, Detroit is just flying under the radar and doing their thing. So, yeah, that's an impressive streak. And I I anticipate the public to continue to back until they lose. Dwayne, we got a little less than a minute left. Vegas is uh, an underdog in Minnesota against the Wild. But the Knights have been playing well, winning two straight. Can you back them here at the dog price? Yeah, definitely. You know, Minnesota, there's a lot of uh, jibber-jabber that they might be going after Marc-Andre Fleury, so we're going to keep our eye on that. But Vegas has proven now with this damaged roster that they could bounce back after the five losses. You know, they looked really good against the Kings, and that's, uh, you know, a true testament to the coaching staff that was under the spotlight. The Boar is starting to get this team to gel. Jack Eichel, even uh, though he has a damaged wrist, he's been playing through the injury, and that's showing heart and soul and leadership, and that's what they brought him in for. So definitely yep. I'm uh, looking at minus 160 at the Rampart and South Point on Minnesota, and I definitely could back the Golden Knights in that situation, Scott, without a doubt. This is huge rivalry. I probably will, Dwayne. I appreciate the time, brother. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. He's Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.